The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And got an absolutely tremendous hour for you as we're going to be talking in 15 minutes a little bit about what we saw in week 14 and turn it forward as well as. Megan Payton, who does great work over there at Wager Talk, and Albert Wynn, the analytics capper himself. They are going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at what we got, and we're also going to be trying to get you guys some Monday Night Football picks. I gave you a few in our number one. If you missed those, coming up in about 45 minutes, I'll hit those once again and might be adding a little bit of a prop or two. I've been sort of stewing and mulling a few of these over, trying to take a look at all the options as well. So we're going to be hitting upon that. Got to give you guys some college basketball picks as well. Gave you a few in our number two. And if you missed the DK Nation pick, that'll be coming up to wrap up the show as well. But how about if we start out here in lovely Las Vegas with the nightcap that we're going to be seeing on Monday. This is a 15-8-16 on the board. And a game that we didn't necessarily expect, but we're going to be getting. New Mexico and the Dons of San Francisco take battle from Michelob Ultra Arena and with New Mexico. They open up as two and a half point favorites. Now we're seeing mostly three and a half. Where I sit at circa lone three that I'm seeing on the board with a total of between 153 and 153 and a half. And this is a line that I personally made it a three and a half. I'd say that if you have yet to jump in, I would say wait for a little bit of line move and or attack the three that you're seeing with New Mexico at circa because this can get up to like four, a little bit higher than that. That would be a take for me on San Francisco. Anything that is below three, I do like the Lobos of New Mexico. Now with New Mexico, other than that game against St. Mary's, and St. Mary's a very good team, them being able to get the job done in that one, that was massive. They haven't necessarily played the world's greatest competition, and with the Dons, I want to see a little bit more with them as well. It's a San Francisco team that has not necessarily shot it well from three, which I'm a bit surprised by. They're shooting about 32% from distance, despite the fact that You've got a trio of really good guards for this team. Tyrell Ghost Roberts has been able to do a good job of combining with Khalil Shabazz for about 27.5 to 28 points per contest. These two guys are solid three-point shooters, and Ghost Roberts right now shooting about 38% from three. Khalil Shabazz more around 33% from three, and I think that's just about getting Marcus Williams online. Marcus Williams was really good his freshman year, the 2020-21 season with Wyoming. Really couldn't find his footing last year with Texas A&M, so he's not in third school in three years. And he's been able to give out three assists. He's only been able to chip in there about six and a half points per game, though. So it's left a little bit of something to be desired. And 
with the San Francisco team. They're actually very big down low. You've got Sabra Giga Brea. He comes in from Georgia Tech. He's been able to give the team five points, four boards, block per contest. And Vladimir Morkovsky, the gentleman that comes in from the Ukraine, he actually had a nice 19.7 rebound game against Merrimack. So you've got some good size with the San Francisco team. But you take a look at New Mexico. Their main two backcourt pieces, it's one of the best backcourt duos, not just in mid-major college basketball, but in my opinion, in all of college basketball. Jamal Mashburn Jr. and Jalen House are the real deal. They are combining for about 33 points. You get five assists and nearly three steals per game out of House. House is shooting 50% from three on four threes per game. You got Mashburn shooting 41% from distance, a little bit over three threes per contest out of him as well. He chips in there a steal. These guys have been terrific. And then Maurice Oduze, who comes in from Wichita State. He has been incredible for the team as well. The big bugaboo that you had last season with New Mexico is that they really had nothing down low. And Oduze, he does a solid job of being able to give you a little bit of defense, something that has been lacking for New Mexico in recent seasons. 19 points, six boards, and a block per game. He has been terrific. Now, depth is a little bit of an issue for this New Mexico team because they did have Jay Allen Tovar decide that he was going to be leaving the program. So, that means that you're looking a little bit more to someone like a Donovan Dent, who's been trying to put a dent into other teams. He's been able to actually do a really good job doling out the ball with three and a half assists per game. And the big thing for New Mexico is they don't beat themselves. And by that, I mean they rank in the top 15 nationally in terms of fewest turnovers on a per-possession basis. Both of these teams are going to look to run it and gun it. This is a New Mexico team that they are not shy of getting their possessions in. They rank 34th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. For the Downs of San Francisco, they rank in the top 100 as well, more around that 90 category. So these are teams that are willing to get up and down. It's a pair of teams that they've been able to improve a little bit defensively. For New Mexico, no question about it. It is going to be their offense that is going to be dictating how they're going to be carried moving forward. Meanwhile, San Francisco, they're a little bit more of a strong defensive team, even though their offense is still out there as well. With New Mexico, loved what I saw from them in that game against St. Mary's I alluded to a little bit earlier because it showed me that they can play it a little bit of a slower style. If they don't necessarily get their tempo, they could still pull out a nice win. So it's a spot in which I'd be willing to lay up to three with New Mexico, three and a half, is sort of that no-man's-land number for me. So I'd be looking, if you have yet to dive in on this, to try to get four or more San Francisco and or see if this gets down to three once again with the uh, Lobos. And in terms of this total, it is an intriguing one as well because I set my total more in that realm of about a 154. Here at 153, 153 and a half, I'm still willing to go over even though we've seen it take up a little bit from the opener of 152 and a half. So looking at this total over and with New Mexico, Going to be willing to lay up to three with them. We have seen quite a bit of line movement in terms of some of these games. And this is a line move that I didn't expect to see, but I will certainly welcome it. How about if we go with a more early game at the top of the betting board? 801-82 on the board. It is Fairfield, and they're going to be playing OC Yale. The Yale Bulldogs open up as a six-point favorite. They are now five-and-a-half-point favorite. Your total is hanging between 125 and 126. And with the Yale, I made them more of an eight-point favorite. Yale has been a supreme defense this year. And speaking of supreme, that leads me into taking a look at Supreme Cook for Fairfield. That is actually his name. His name is Supreme Cook. One of the best names that you're going to find in all of college basketball. But he's been certainly the chef down low for Fairfield this year, as you can insert your jokes here, because they make it very easy with a name like Supreme Cook. But 12.8 rebounds, he's been able to do a solid job down low for Fairfield. But you really just don't have a lot outside of him as you don't have a single other player that's able to give you more than 4.3 rebounds per game, but able to get good production out of Caleb Fields. The transfer from Bowling Green is giving you 15 points, three and a half boards per game, and you know that this is going to be a fair field team, that they're going to be playing slow and under control. And really, both of these teams are going to be playing very much under control. Yale is in the bottom 50 nationally in terms of total possessions per game. Ever since Jay Young has taken over, over at Fairfield, they have been a super slow team, and they're currently 333rd in all of college basketball in terms of total possessions per game, and it dips even lower when they're on the road. So this is going to be a nice slow game for them. But that said, with Yale, I just take a look at having guys like and Isaiah Kelly, EJ Jarvis, guys like this who are able to give you four rebounds per game. That is huge to help out. Matt Nolan, who has been the primary scorer for the team, 16 points, 
four and a half rebounds per game. John Polidakis has been able to do a nice job in the backcourt as well. He's shooting 40% from three, 11 points per game. You saw Yale do a great job holding in there a few days ago against Kentucky, a very good Kentucky team. And because they are a team in which a hole is greater than the sum of its parts, they were able to do a solid job of shutting down pretty much everyone except for Oscar Sheboy. Oscar Sheboy was able to get his against Yale, but well, there's not a lot of teams that are going to be able to shut down Oscar Sheboy and Supreme Cook, though I like him, he is not Oscar Sheboy. That is going to be very, very helpful for this Yale team, a Yale team that turns the points a lot on a per-possession basis. This team ranks in the top 25 nationally with Yale. They've done a good job of allowing opponents to shoot only about 30.5% from three-point range as well, and Got a fair field bunch that they do a solid job of being able to get their tempo. They do a nice job playing slowly. They also rank 274th in the country in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. That is a big issue for this Fairfield team. And I think that you're going to get a low scoring sizzler in this one. I set my total at 124. I'm willing to dive under on this low total. And with Yale, I'm willing to lay up to eight with them. I do like what I'm seeing out of this Bulldogs bunch. And I also do like what we're seeing in terms of this battle for the city of San Diego. How about if we go 8-13, 8-14 on the board? And by the way, San Diego State as well is in action. If we've got enough time at the end, we'll try to hit that game. But UC San Diego and San Diego are going to be doing battle. This is a line that has moved quite a bit. San Diego, the Toreros, the home team, they opened up as a 9-point favorite. They are now between a 6.5 and a 7-point favorite with your total between 141 and 142. And I said San Diego in the middle of what we've seen right now. I set them as an 8-point favorite, so... Now that this line has come down to between six and a half and seven, I think that you've got a nice buy point on the Toreros. And the biggest reason why, you've got by far the best player out there on the floor, in my opinion, in Eric Williams. He is averaging a double-double for this team. He comes in from Oregon, and San Diego really did a good job of bringing in some talent via the transfer portals. Williams, 15 points, 10.5 boards, shooting 36.5% from three-point range. They also bring in another gentleman from the Pac-12, and Jaden Dallaire, who last season he was playing at Stanford. He's been able to give the team about 10.5 points, 5.5 rebounds per game now. If there is something that San Diego leaves to be desired, bottom 75 in all of college basketball in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, that's not too terrific. Good news is they're going up against a UC San Diego team that, for one, they have yet to play a D1 opponent this month. This was actually supposed to be a matchup that was supposed to be going down in early December. Reason why it was not, San Diego is actually one of the best volleyball teams at all of college basketball, and apparently they could only play this game at one arena, so they had to wait until the volleyball calmed down. Being someone from a D3 university, I think that that's a little bit strange because even UW Oshkosh, where I graduated from, Hail Titans, maybe got more than one arena, so... I guess that's something that UW Oshkosh has over the UC San Diego Tritons and the San Diego Toreros. But that said, with UC San Diego, they do have one main scorer. That would be Bryce Pope. He's able to give you 20 points per contest. Not a guy that's really going to light it up from three-point range, and that has really been hurting the San Diego Toreros. They're allowing opponents to shoot 41% from three-point range. This is not a UC San Diego team that is going to be going into fire-hands mode from three-point range or anything like that as Pope. Shoots right around 31-32% from three-point range. They're going to be able to hold up down low. You've got a guy in Emmanuel Shaminga who comes in from UC Irvine. He's been able to give the team six and a half rebounds per game. Francis Nuorke, after a little bit of a slow start to the season, seven and a half points, seven and a half rebounds per game, but just have so much more talent with the San Diego team, including a guy in Seco Cisho Jawara, who comes in from Weaver State. I'm willing to lay the number with San Diego, though. I do think that it will be a lower tempo game with UC San Diego in the bottom 50 in terms of possessions per game, looking under and looking San Diego. And up next, we're looking at some football with Megan Payton of Wager Talk, along with Albert Wynn, the analytics capper himself. Next, here on the Great Peterson Experience, I'm Vison, the Sports Bank Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Nicotine Pouches, which is a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. If you're a smoker or dipper who's been trying to make a change, nobody would blame you for thinking all the newer products. They've got one thing in common that they don't work. They're either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches, they might surprise you. Unlike other forms of nicotine, Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free. It's an upper lift pouch, which means that you don't need to spit. So dippers, you can throw away those spit bottles and smokers. You might be surprised to learn that Zinn offers a one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Plus, Zinn is low profile enough to take anywhere, anytime. You might be surprised at how simple and satisfying Zinn really is. So go to Zinn online or find us or near you at Zinn.com. That is ZYN.com today. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an additive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by these two guests every Sunday. You've got Albert Wynn. You know him better as the analytics capper, a guy that is right now white hot in terms of handicapping. And we've got Megan Payton, who, as you know from my show last week, does a great job handicapping not just the NFL, but the NBA as well. And it is great to have you aboard. And Megan, how about if we lead off with what I thought was the most interesting game from Sunday and it wasn't necessarily the game was interesting, just the result. The 49ers just completely taking it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They get up 35-0 to and score 35-7. to And with the 49ers, there was no question that it's a solid defense and there was weapons around Brock Purdy. But the question was, how would he do in his first star? Could you trust in a rookie? And, well, it's a small sample size right now, but the answer is absolutely darn lootly. Absolutely. Brock Purdy for Rookie of the Year. Thank you for having me on, Greg. Great to see you too, Albert. But this game was insane. You've got to give so much credit to rookie mystery irrelevant Brock Purdy comes in there. He looks comfortable as ever working in this Kyle Shanahan offense. He was efficient. He was explosive. And it helps to have great weapons on this Niners offense. He did this all, by the way, with wide receiver Debo Samuel going out with an injury early in the game. This Niners team is so built for the postseason because not only are they doing it on offense, still, you look at their defense, almost shutting out Tom Brady, almost making the Bucs scoreless. I love what we're seeing out of this Niners team. I bought into Brady a little bit earlier this week. I ended up taking a late bet on Bucks money line. Man, do I regret that. Brock Purdy, San Francisco, this team is built for the long run. Absolutely. I loved what I saw out of San Francisco in this one. And Albert, want to get your takeaways because, for one, we're able to talk about just how great the 49ers looked and how they might have a little bit of upside value. And for two, man... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are most likely going to be able to pull out the NFC South and they might be the worst division winner I've ever seen. Yeah, Greg, to be honest, this was my favorite bet of the entire day, potentially the entire year. This was, I know for me, from a risk standpoint, it was the biggest bet for me from an NFL perspective. So I love the 49ers coming in. I did them minus three, minus three and a half. I even had them on the money line as well. Uh, The thing that Megan said that really resonated with me, and I think it holds true 
for this team for the last couple of years now is the 49ers are built for the playoffs. This is basically a playoff game to, today, if you will. Uh, although the Bucks were only six and six, they are the, the division, you know, leader in the South and the West. It's very still very competitive right now with the Niners and the Seahawks. So I think the Niners wanted to make that statement. And the great thing about Brock Purdy, and it's it's an amazing story. Um, but Fred Warner, we heard it on the broadcast. He said, "Don't worry about Brock Purdy. He's been playing against the best defense in the league in the last 13 weeks. You know, on the on the practices. So um, you saw it today." Uh, he already has more touchdown passes that the ball traveled over 20 yards more than Jimmy G or, or Trey Lance already after one start. So, I mean, I think they're fine from the quarterback position. I am worried about them in, in terms of the dynamic of the offense if Debo Samuel is out for, for an extended period of time. I hope it's not a serious injury. Yep, I certainly do as well for the San Francisco 49ers. That is going to be key. And also with 49ers, good news is if they are without Samuel for a few weeks, not necessarily the world's most difficult schedule. And I was mentioning it, Megan, a minute ago with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I do think that there's a little bit of fallout there. They might be the worst team to ever win a division, <laughs> but I know you're looking at a team that we're finding right around between plus 350 and plus 450, depending upon where you shop, to actually dethrone the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the division, and they were able to get a big win on Sunday as well. So take me through them. That's the Carolina Panthers, Greg. Could you imagine what a full circle story that would be if the Panthers they sold at the deadline the and they might win the division? <laughs> they fired their head coach like four weeks into the season and now they're playoff contenders. And this isn't to say that Carolina is some fantastic team. They're sitting at five and eight, but the NFC South is just so bad right now that they're one game behind Tampa. By the way, they beat Tampa earlier in the season. They've got one more matchup with them later in a couple weeks, but Carolina could absolutely win this thing and they'd have a home game. The Dallas Cowboys most likely would be traveling to them. But it, I just look at this Panthers team and I see resilience. They've had a lot of changes, whether that be with the coaching change or losing their run, uh, star running back, Christian McCaffrey, who got traded to the Niners. Yet they just find a way to persevere. This is a tough team coming in, playing against a Seahawks team that is more likely a playoff contender. They shut them down and the Panthers are hot. They've won three of their last four games. If Carolina wins this thing. I don't know who would be more upset, the Bucks or maybe Matt Rule, who got fired earlier in the season. Yep, and Matt Rule, well, he's going to be finding himself back at the college ranks, so good for him. Congratulations on that front, and my goodness, that would be a heck of a story because very rare where you sell off your best player at the deadline, you look completely dead, and somehow, someway, you make the playoffs. So that would be terrific, but we're talking about these NFC teams. Albert, let's hit upon what I think is very clearly the best team in the NFC right now. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Not only did they win and cover the spread in a divisional game against the Giants, they did so in dominant fashion. I just take a look at this NFC right now, and out of everything that we're seeing in the NFL, the one thing that I feel best about is that the Eagles, they are the best team in the NFC as of right now, and I think the difference between they and everyone else in the NFC is much bigger than either the Bills and or the Chiefs and everyone else in the AFC. Yeah, with that being said, Greg, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are actually flying under the radar, right? Fly, Eagles, fly. They have the best record in the league. Uh, but for some reason, they still are getting overlooked. If you go to my Twitter page right now, I had a poll up uh, between the 49ers and the Eagles. Who Who is the best team in the NFC? I thought it would be a lot more 50-50, but as one-sided, the public really likes the San Francisco 49ers. And I think that's a little disrespectful for the best team record-wise in the entire league. And Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, in blink of an eye, is now the fav betting favorite when it comes to the MVP race. So uh, not only do they have the front runner for MVP, but they've been the most consistent team all year long, offensively, defensively, and most importantly, they're running the ball. And I think that's why they're built for the playoffs. I think it's going to be a great, you know, last few weeks of the season. The Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings are probably a distant third and fourth, you know, on the outside looking in when it comes to the best teams in the NFC. Uh, I would love to see the Eagles and the Niners face off. Yep, I agree with you. I do think that the 49ers are that number two team, but I know that, Megan, you've got some thoughts on this as well because in terms of Vikings, they fell on Sunday, and I know you're warming up on the team that took them down in the Lions. 
I'm definitely warming up in Detroit. I think maybe most of us, including myself, when that line came out last week and we saw Detroit favored against a team that's won 10 games in Minnesota, we all had our skepticism. But the Lions, the Lions might be the most fun team to watch right now. They are so tough. I love watching Dan Campbell coach out there. And they had a lot of people skeptic about them this week. No way could they beat Minnesota they look like the better team. And offensively, if you look at every statistical measure, they are the better team. I would love to see Detroit find a way to sneak it into the playoffs. They're going to have a tough time going up some of these harder teams, uh, as Albert was talking, and the Philadelphia Eagles, who are just absolutely hot right now. Good luck against them or the Cowboys or the Niners, for that matter. Yep, I do think that that is interesting to take a look at. And then, Albert, I know that you are taking a look at some of the AFC teams as well because with the Chiefs and the Bills, they don't cover, but they win outright. And let's call it what it is. Both of those teams got up with some pretty big leads early on, so it wasn't like there were super-duper scares. But what did you see out of both of these teams on Sunday? Yeah, you're right. They both won, the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, the Chiefs got out to a 27-0 lead on the road in Denver um, lucky for me, I was on the Broncos. They somehow covered that for me. That's a good and the cover. Bills, right? They got backdoor. <laughs> they got backdoored by the Jets with a last-second field goal there. But you know what? These teams continued to win. They're both sitting at ten and three. They're getting healthier, and I think they're on a collision course to meet again in the playoffs this year. Um, by far, they're the two best teams, the the pinnacle of the AFC, and I can't wait to watch them play. Absolutely. And I do think that it's going to be interesting to take a look at that AFC because I do think that there's a little bit more competition in the AFC rather than the NFC. Because if you're looking for a number three team, the Cincinnati Bengals, what they were able to do on Sunday, despite the fact that they had no T Higgins, that was solid in my opinion. And for the Bengals, ever since they lost the first two games of the season, they have went nine and two ever since then. And we've got a guy that's already made a Super Bowl once before. So we shall see what they're able to provide. And Two people I provide absolutely great content is Albert Wynn, the analytics capper, and Megan Payton over there at Wager Talk. And coming up next, we're going to get their Monday Night Football plays right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The college bowl season is about to kick off and VEASAN has you covered with this year's college football bowl guide. All of our VEASAN experts, including the one and only Brent Musburger, have picks on the spread and total for every single bowl game. Steve Mackinnon, he's got his power rankings for every team and breaks down the motivational factors that affect all the games. Josh Applebaum is going to be giving you insight into bowl strategy. And Adam Burke, if you're a part of a bowl confidence pool, you want to take a look at what he's got to give you a little bit of an advantage on those and give yourself an edge all bowl season long at vsin.com slash subscribe to get the college bowl betting guide. That is vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the sports betting network. Great to be rejoined by Megan Payton. Does great work over there at Wager Talk. And likewise, we've got Albert Wynn. You know him better as the analytics capper. And Albert, we'll start with you in terms of Monday Night Football. Right now, we're seeing the line in a lot of places. The Patriots being a one and a half point favorite, seeing a couple straight twos out there as well, with a total right in that neighborhood of about 43 and a half and 44. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because with the Arizona Cardinals, they are the home team, but their home field advantage isn't necessarily much of an advantage. I'm sure that there's a lot of folks out there from the Northeast part of the country that are like, oh, yes, I would absolutely love to come down to Arizona during these winter months and watch my favorite team on Monday Night Football. So. What do you say in terms of this game? Yeah, Greg, this game is pretty gross from a handicapping perspective. Yeah. Um, there's such a big discrepancy when it comes to the coaching, and that's where I'm most worried, you know, Bill Belichick versus Cliff Kingsbury. But I think right now I'm going to have to go with the Cardinals, guys. I know it's gross. I know it's nasty. They're only 1-7 in seven in their last eight, to, uh, eight head-to-head matchups against the the Patriots, and they're only 1-11 overall in their last 12 games at home. But the fact that they're still favored makes me like it. Um, I think Kyler Murray's been very, very inconsistent all year long. But I think these are the games where they can, you know, quote-unquote get right. Because the Patriots do have a lot of holes. They've lost two straight. Uh, they lost 24-10 to the Buffalo. It's a close game against Minnesota. Maybe they were, you know, uh, got jobbed a little bit by the officiating against uh, the Vikings a couple weeks ago. 
but scoring 26 points was huge for them, and they still gave up 33 in a loss. The only thing that I'm worried here is going to be the Cardinals' uh, consistent offense. If they're able to get first downs, especially converting them on third downs, they should be good. This offense has not been able to manufacture over 400 yards of total offense in the last month and a half. I think we're going to see it finally tomorrow night, Greg. So give me the the Cardinals right now on the spread. If you don't like that, play the money line. Yep, and what I think is interesting here is the total because ever since DeAndre Hopkins has come back, 21-plus points in five out of the last six games for the Arizona Cardinals. The offense, honestly, has not really been an issue for them. Megan, I know that you like a lot of player props. This honestly feels like a game in which we might be able to finally get a few overs in primetime. I like that. You're speaking my language, Greg. I'm actually going to go with a same-game parlay to get some plus-money action. We're going to take running back Ramondre Stevenson anytime touchdown, and we're going to combine that with Kyler Murray over 34-and-a-half receiving yards, and I'm finding that at plus 197. This is a sloppy game, so I'm shying away from sides and totals, and I'm going to look at these two player props. Let's start with Ramondre Stevenson because he's my favorite player on this Patriots offense. He's a running back, but he feels like just an athlete. He's got size. He's got strength. He's used in the receiving game. He's used on the ground. He's a running back with the second most receptions for this Patriots offense. He hasn't had a touchdown in three weeks, so this is why I'm kind of thinking, all right, Bill Belichick and this Patriots team as a whole, they're going to find ways for Stevenson to get more involved. He has more carries than normal. Damian uh, Harris, who's dealing with an injury, he's doubtful for tomorrow night. I like Ramondre Stevenson to have a big game. And now for Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray has been inconsistent, Albert, but rushing yards, He's averaging 41. This is going to be going up against a Patriots defense that really doesn't typically do well with mobile quarterbacks. This year, Lamar Jackson rushed for over 100 yards against the Patriots defense. I like Kyler Murray to utilize his feet. He can get, he's hit over this three of the last four games. 41's the average. 34 and a half seems like a good number to me. So take Ramondre Stevenson anytime touchdown and Kyler Murray over 34 and a half rushing yards. Yep, and I do think that we are going to see plenty of offense in this game. And we saw a few weeks ago from Mac Jones. He was able to light it up on Thanksgiving against the Minnesota Vikings when you hand them a bad defense. And I think it's fair to call the Arizona Cardinals a less than stellar defense at the very minimum. I think that he's going to be able to do a little bit of something. And also with Mac Jones, zero interceptions each of the last four weeks. That stands out to me a little bit. And something else that stands out to me is what we're going to be seeing out of our next primetime game after Monday Night Football, and that would be on Thursday between the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. This is a line that has moved. The early opener was the San Francisco 49ers being a one-point favorite after what we saw on Sunday. They are now a three-and-a-half-point road favorite against Seattle. Albert, I'll get your thoughts on this first. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because I do take a look at the 49ers, thoroughly impressed by them, and it feels like the Seattle Seahawks, who they were the big surprise from the early part of the season, they're starting to regress a little bit, and they're coming back to what we expected towards the beginning part of the season. Yeah, Greg, with this game, we were just tooting the San Francisco 49ers horn. They are playing really well. They've won five straight games. Uh, it doesn't matter who's at quarterback right, right for them. That system is just perfect to really take advantage of mismatches, to really take advantage of some of the, um, the matchups they have on the outside as well as the interior with their zone blocking in the running game. So... I don't think it matters, and I think Brock Purdy adds a little bit of element in terms of vertical passing. So if anything, it might be helpful. Of course, you get a, a little downgrade when it comes to experience and, and game management, uh, but we'll see how that goes moving forward. With all that being said, Seahawks have not covered in four straight weeks, including today. I'm going to go with the Seahawks in this game, plus three and a half. I like that hook a lot. I think it's a great spot for Seattle to to show them that they're still part of this division race. Uh, Geno's had an unbelievable year. He is the runaway favorite for the comeback player of the year. And I think he's going to be able to put a stamp on this game. Um, so I do like the Seahawks plus three and a half on Thursday. And I think that we're finally going to be able to get a halfway decent Thursday night game as well, because a lot of these games they have been quite stinky to say the least. And We'll ask you about this one, Megan, as well, because I do take a look at the spot, and the 49ers are coming off of a massive win. They looked really good with Brock Purdy. All the momentum in the world is on them. The betting market is on them. That makes me think that there might be a little bit of value with Seattle, which if there is one thing that I can bank on in this game, this the 12s, the, in my opinion, one of the best just home 
field advantages in the NFL. That is going to be very lively for the Seahawks. I don't know if I'm willing to take the three and a half with Seattle, but I do think that they need to get a little bit of credence for that home court, for that home field advantage. Greg, I don't care if there's not one Niners fan in that stadium. The 49ers are going to own this game. There's nothing that you can say nowadays to convince me otherwise. This Niners team is so hot. Even with Brock Purdy, did anyone see what happened today against the Bucks? You don't think they can do that against the Seahawks? Earlier this season in week two, when the Seahawks, we were starting to think, oh, could they be something? They beat the Seahawks 27-7. to Seahawks have the 30th worst defense in the league. This is going to be going up against a Niners defense that's first in the league. Geno's been great. This is a fun comeback story for Seattle. Pete Carroll, fantastic coach. It didn't look like that today, though. Let's be honest. Seattle did not perform well. It was one of Geno's worst games. Pete Carroll's probably not fantastic coaching games. And now you're going to have to go up against a San Francisco team that's just complete in all levels. I'm honestly surprised that we're only seeing the spread at minus three and a half for the Niners. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that shift as the week goes on. I'm all in on San Francisco. Now, there's certainly one thing I won't disagree with you on. If you like the three and a half, you probably want to take it now. I do not see this staying at three and a half for the entirety of the week. So we are in agreement there, Megan. And how about if we throw at you one more game, Albert, because for Saturday, and yes, we do have Saturday NFL football back in our lives. This Dolphins versus Bills game intrigues me, and this is another one where I think the line is going to move. The Bills are currently a six-and-a-half point favorite in most spots, and as a matter of fact, as I've been doing this show, DraftKings moved this line from six-and-a-half to seven. I feel like if you like the Miami Dolphins, you probably wait on this one. If you like the Bills, take the six-and-a-halves that are available right now because I don't think you're going to be getting this on Saturday. Yeah, this is another divisional matchup in the AFC East here. Uh, Miami coming off really disappointing showing on Sunday night in Los Angeles. This is a very, very, uh, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Missile High type team. They are really good at home. Uh, their offense is flying at home in South Beach. But when they go on the road, it doesn't matter what kind of climate it is. They just don't play very well on the road. And today in, in Los Angeles, it wasn't because of the home field or ho home crowd there for the Chargers. Tua just had a really bad first half, and it was something that uh, he couldn't really recover from. But that being said here, he's going up to Buffalo. Always when you look at uh, games at this time of the year up in the north, you have to check the weather. If it's going to be a cold, snowy, windy type game, it's Buffalo or nothing at all for me, just because I know Miami can't play on the road. And that's such a good handicap as well. I'm someone from the great state of Wisconsin. I now live in Nevada. I can tell you right now, when you have a bunch of – when you go from the south up to the north and you've been living in the southern climate for quite a while, that has a big impact. So I absolutely love that angle from you, Albert, and I always love having both of you aboard. Megan, you do absolutely tremendous work over there at Wager Talk, and Albert, likewise, you are the analytics capper, my friend. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. You Great to see Great you job, guys. Megan. Absolutely. Both of them do amazing work. And in the final segment, I'm going to give you guys what I like in Monday Night Football on my DK Nation college basketball pick here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The sports season is in full swing and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook has your home for the latest lines, odds and boosts. Whether you're a soccer, football, basketball or hockey fan, Bet Rivers has you covered on all those fronts and they've got new promotions every week like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance. Sunday football parlay insurance, Friday night college football bet and get, and so much more. Bet Rivers is also calling all soccer fans to betrivers.com to check out the World Cup daily bet and get as it is a whole new game. This is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Always a pleasure to be joined by the two guests that we had on in the last two segments Albert Wynn, the analytics capper, and also you've got Megan Payton who does great work at Wager Talk. A little bit of a programming note if you're listening to the Greg Peterson Experience Live. Coming up next, a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. And if you're listening to a replay, well, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, it's going to be Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. And they've got a lot to recap from what was a crazy day in the NFL. You saw some great fights as well. I don't know if they're going to have too much on it, but I know that there were some controversial decisions, to say the least. My Twitter timeline at GUnit underscore 81 was very much blowing up over that. So they've got a lot on tap. And you know what? While they've got a ton on tap, I've got you guys all warmed up here as we're going to take a look at my DK Nation pick for the hardwood. Try to be able to make you guys some money here on this Monday. And I will be hitting upon my Monday night football picks in about three, maybe four minutes as well. So be on the lookout for that as we start with some college basketball, 8-11, 8-12 on the board. It is Arizona State and Creighton doing battle here from Lovey, Las Vegas. Your total on this game is between 139.5 and 140. And with Creighton, they're between a 3.5 and a 4-point favorite. And my write-up here is going to be looking at our good friends, Arizona State. This has been one of the best defenses in all of college basketball. As a matter of fact, they are 7th of the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And... This is a great bunch of they might be shorthanded. Ryan Kalkbrenner missed the game that we saw on Saturday due to a non-COVID illness. As a result, Creighton, they lost that game by a count of 83-80, to 80, and his status is currently unclear. I'm thinking that Kalkbrenner plays, but there's no way he's going to be 100%. It's 48 hours from the time in which he missed his last game, and I'm hearing that it might be a little bit more of a serious illness and that he might not go altogether. I'm going to be a little bit more conservative here and say that he does play. Absolute best of it is that he doesn't play, and if you like Arizona State like I do, that's just a nice added bonus for you. And as a matter of fact, even if Kalkbrenner plays, but like I am assuming, he's probably still dealing with a little bit of an illness, still a little bit less than 100%. I like them on the money line. It's going to be a write-up in which, because money lines typically aren't available in the very early a.m., it is going to be just me taking between the three and a half to four points that we're seeing with Arizona State right now, but they've done a great job with their three-point shooting defense. Opponents are shooting 25.8% from three-point range. That ranks in the top 10 in all of college basketball. And for Arizona State, DJ turned it up. Horner has been able to give you 13 points per game. You've got the Cambridge brothers giving you 21 points per game in the backcourt. They can be out a little bit in the frontcourt, but once again, with seven foot one Ryan Kalkbrenner dealing with all that he's dealing with, that's a little bit of a hamper if he's out there. And if he's not out there, that leaves you with Baylor Shireman, who's been solid, giving this Creighton team nine rebounds per game. He's a good high 33-point shooter. And for Creighton, what has really been nice for them this season, Ryan Nemard has been able to do a much better job of taking care of the ball. Only about a turnover and a half per game this season after last year. 
he was just a walking turnover for Creighton. It was really one of the biggest issues that they had all season long, so they've been able to clean that up quite a bit. But still, I've got my issues with this Creighton team in that they have no depth. When you've got Ryan Kalkbrenner out there, you've got five guys out there on the floor that average over 11 points per game. And when Kalkbrenner is not out there, that leads to issues because outside of your main starting five with Creighton, you don't have a single guy on the roster averaging more than about four and a half points and 2.8 rebounds per game. They have zero depth whatsoever, and that is a big key for a Creighton team that if they have Ryan Kalkbrenner, most likely not going to be 100%. If they don't have him, that means that Frederick King is going to get the start, and you can't expect a lot out of him, especially against an Arizona State team that has been supreme on defense, having not allowed more than 68 points in a single game this year, and that includes playing against a very good team in Michigan. So I'm going to be willing to take the points with Arizona State. As a matter of fact, I actually advocate for the money line, but my write-up is going to be taking the three and a half, four points, what have you, what is available to you with Arizona State. And did set my total of 136.5 with the way that this team has been able to play on defense as well. So we're also going to be taking a look at this total under. Now let's take a look at Monday Night Football as it is the Pats and it is the Arizona Cardinals doing battle out there from the big giant toaster. And with Arizona finding them anywhere between a one and a half to a two-point underdog, most places have a one and a half. I'm seeing a straight two currently at DraftKings with your total between 43 and a half and 44. And I like this total over. With the Arizona Cardinals, their issues have not been scoring the football. They have scored at least 21 points in five out of their last six games. And I believe that one of those games was when Colt McCoy was out there against the San Francisco 49ers. So this is actually a very capable Arizona offense. And if you're someone that you like to bet a lot of player prop overs, this is probably the game for you, as I do think that this is going to be a relatively high-scoring game, and we've actually seen it from the New England Patriots as well. Last time they were on prime time, they scored 26 points against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, it's been a little bit of a touch-and-go offense, 22-plus points in three of their last five games, but they've had a couple 10-point clunkers in there as well, and they've been able to do a solid job on defense, allowing 17 points or fewer in three out of their last five games, but... I still do think that the Arizona Cardinals are going to be able to get theirs. And the guy that I really think is going to be eaten for the Arizona Cardinals, that'd be DeAndre Nuke Hopkins. He was suspended for the first part of the season. In the six games that he has played, he has put up their 49 receptions. He's gotten past his six reception plateau in four out of his six games. So we're seeing his receptions prop at six and a half at a minus 105 on the juice. I think that you've got good value there. And this is a little bit of a pro tip here. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. For all these, you're able to sort them by show and by sport as we give one out every single hour of live programming. Be mindful of the juice on these props. A lot of times it is not the normal minus 110 like you see on spreads and totals. So as a result, if you're laying like minus 125, minus 130 on props, you have to be a little bit more sure on it because the break-even percent and the profit percentage that you need to hit in order to be able to make you some money, well, that goes up as well. So do want to lend that little bit of a pro tip, and it's a big reason why in terms of some of the other props I'm taking a look at, I'm taking a look at a little bit of plus money, and I'm taking a look at something with a moderate amount of juice. Kyler Murray, over one and a half touchdowns. I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game. The New England Patriots, they've been able to do a very solid job of shutting down the ground game, and I do think that the Cardinals are going to be trailing quite a bit in this game, so I think that Kyler Murray, as a result, he's going to need to air it out. Probably going to find DeAndre Hopkins for one of those touchdowns. I like him over two touchdowns, and I recognize that Mac Jones has only thrown for seven touchdowns this year. I'm going to take him over one and a half touchdowns in this game as well. In that game that I was alluding to against the Vikings, he was able to have multiple touchdowns in that game. Though I do think he's gotten a little bit lucky in terms of balls that have not been intercepted on him. He, as a matter of fact, has not thrown an interception in each of the last four weeks, and I do think that that is going to be coming to an end here. I do think that Mac Jones, he's probably going to be airing it out a little bit more. I do think that it's a Arizona defense in general that is going to be giving up a lot of passing yards in this game, though I do think that the Arizona Cardinals have enough to be able to rise up, be able to force a turnover in this game. It's an Arizona bunch that they have been doing a rather mediocre job of being able to get interceptions, just seven in total. But you do still have guys in the secondary that they're very capable. Like Buda Baker has been limited to just one interception this season. I do think that they're going to be able to do a solid job on that front. And I do think that you're going to see the New England Patriots air it out a little bit more. I think that Mac Jones might create a mistake, but at the same time, he will redeem himself with a few touchdowns. And I do think that 
going to be an up and down high scoring game that the New England Patriots are going to go on the road and they're going to be able to pull this one out. So I do like the Patriots laying the very small number. I have both a real life bet on this one and I did take it for the Circa Millions contest as well. So need this one to come through. It was a little bit of a strange handicapping day for myself. I was able to get home on the Chargers, but it was a little bit tough there. And I also do like this total over. And if you're looking for one that I like a little bit more than the other, it certainly is the over just because with the Arizona Cardinals, offense has not been an issue for this team ever since DeAndre Hopkins has come back. The defense has been a very, very big issue. And then we also like DeAndre Hopkins over six and a half receptions at a minus 105. Mac Jones in his over interception prop that is minus 105 and then Mac Jones over one and a half touchdowns I'm seeing that at plus 140 and then Kyler Murray in terms of his over on touchdowns that is a plus 120 so that should round it all up for you there and we'll get you out of here on a little bit of a quick college basketball play we've got about 45 seconds left they gave you a little bit more on the board but in terms of Rice versus Texas Texas is currently find themselves as a 28 point favorite and your total on this game it is 143 I thought that there was a little bit of a value on Texas when they were opening up more around 26 26 and a half point favorites I do think that the value is starting to go I did set Texas as a 27 point favorite with Rice they do have a pair of guys in Quincy Alvary along Travis Evie they've been able to combine for about 33 points per game and keep note of Max Fiedler he's a 6 foot 11 big man he's able to give out five assists per game. He gives you seven and a half rebounds per contest. Texas only shooting 31% from three. Their outside shooting going to be a limiter for them being able to cover this number, but two men that have you covered, Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. Follow the money. They are going to be coming your way on that show, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.